Welcome to Conversations. And now, from Los Angeles, here's your host, Mike Dowler. Thank you, Sean. Wednesday. August 23rd, 2017, welcome to Conversations. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. It's very, very simple, actually. It's just uh, facebook.com slash conversations, the podcast, conversations, the podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Converse Radio, Converse Radio, C-O-N-V-E-R-S Radio. If you want to email us, please do conversationspod at gmail.com. And it's a wonderful night here in Los Angeles. We've got a great show. I want to thank Freya Tingley. And our guest host was uh, Casey Burke from the middle. Freya's in uh, Hemlock Grove, Once Upon a Time, uh, No Way to Live, all kinds of different things she's done. Uh, Jersey Boys, too. So, again, thank you to uh, to Freya and um, Casey for co-hosting. And that podcast is on our webpage as well as Podbean. Those links are on Twitter and they're on Facebook, so go ahead and check those out. Want to go ahead and uh, welcome our guest co-host tonight. As you know, we do guest co-hosts now. This individual, what a wonderful person, good friend, musician, singer, songwriter, producer, and musical mentor. He's been on the show uh, Conversations twice by himself and a little band he fronts called Ambrosia. Ambrosia, the uh, the infamous 80s prog band that is still going strong to this day, touring all over the place playing with the bands, other bands as well, like Toto and uh, Pablo Cruz. So I want to go ahead and welcome in um, guest co-host tonight, Ken Stacy. Ken, how are you? I'm doing well, Mike. Thank you. It's so great to have you back here. Well, thank you. It's good to be back. I was very, uh, very pleased that you reached out to me and, and looking forward to getting to know Aaliyah better. Sure. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, to, our converse, to our conversation. And again, Aaliyah Molden is our guest tonight. We'll talk about uh, her and talk to her in just one second. Uh, Ken, obviously, you are busy with Ambrosia. You guys are, like, playing everywhere, even <laughs> even, yeah. even even under smoky skies. Oh, yeah. When Washington? Yes. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. All the smoke, I guess, they were having a lot of fires up in Canada and uh, Montana and so all the... With, here we went up to do two shows up in uh, Washington, the second one at an outdoor theater up there, and... Uh, up in the mountains and by the lakes, uh, eastern side of the Cascades and uh, went near Wenatchee, really beautiful area. And sure. you couldn't wow. you couldn't see across the river, you couldn't That's, see mountains, yeah. you couldn't see anything. It was incredible. But uh, but you know that it comes with the territory. We have to be ready to perform under all conditions. And and that's the exception, really. It doesn't happen all the time, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, but then you know, yeah, exactly. It's. It's it you don't generally don't walk into a place where where they're dealing with forest fires. No, <laughs> generally you want <laughs> exactly. the direction. You had you had, uh, you had a, a, an event last night. I want to touch on that. Of course, Man in the Mirror, um, a phenomenal Michael Jackson song. You were at the Grammy Museum, so talk about that just real quickly. Well, sure. Well, um, well, first of all, the the writers of that song, Glenn Ballard. And the amazing and incomparable Saida Garrett. And obviously we all know it for its fame by Michael Jackson's recording of it. And I had the pleasure and the, and the pain of working with Michael on This Is It. And, uh, obviously the pleasure and the joy when we were all together working towards that goal of that amazing tour. And then obviously the pain when he passed. 
Sure. Uh, but I, I had met Saida years before and we worked on a really amazing guitarist record, Robin Ford. We had worked on his record together and done some background vocals on Robin's record. And then, you know, kind of would see each other on, you know, here and there on occasion. But it had been a long time since we worked together and I got, she had her people reach out to me and she was putting together an amazing band and Greg Fillin Gaines was the MD on it. And just incredible other two singers, uh, uh, Jory, uh, I want to make sure I get that. Joy, Jory Steinberg and also, uh, um, Kenya Kana. Come on, Ken, Kenya Hathaway, Donnie Hathaway, <laughs> one of Donnie Hathaway's daughters. Sure. Really amazing singers. And so we were the background section for Saida. Wow. And Saida is, yeah. And Saida is extraordinary. I mean, I, I don't know any other way to put it. She is so, you know, when, if you listen to Man in the Mirror and really, really taken the lyric and then you get the opportunity to listen to what she's writing. She's been writing. I mean, she's been sure. writing things for, she wrote other hits for, for Michael. And obviously we know her touring with Michael all those years and singing the duet of I can't stop, just can't stop loving you and all that. And she's remarkable, but <clears throat> she stepped away from all of it and has continued to write. She, she's like Diane Warren. She writes every day and sure. it's, she, she's very devoted to her craft. And I got to tell you, man, the songs that she's writing are extraordinary. Wow. And, uh, and, and I want to, and I think that's a, a, a good thing that you brought up because I think it's also something that, that we can relate to Aaliyah because sure. as a young artist developing and emerging and, and moving forward in her career, you know, having a defined vision of who you are as an artist <clears throat> and really staying true to that is an extremely powerful thing. Oh, yeah. And, Syed has been in this for so long and, you know, she could, you know, she could just kind of cruise, but she get she gets so much from writing and sharing and her songs are so powerful. Oh dear God. And each one. And Glenn Ballard so, as well. Glenn Ballard's amazing. I mean, he's worked Lamar, with Alanis Lamar. and, oh. Yes. And he, he was there last night. It was wonderful. God, so anyways, amazing. small audience, uh, Clive Davis uh, showroom at the Grammy Museum, amazing band. We did five songs and, wow. uh, she, she brought the house down and she's putting something together that I hope is really going to take off because she is a force of nature and has an extraordinary story. Obviously, not only in her career, but in her life. And yeah. she really portrays that, you know, very powerfully in her music and in the way she sits down in front of an audience I and entertains, holds them in her hands. She's amazing. I do want to bring Aliyah in, but really quickly, I, after we talked on the phone the other night and we mentioned the song. And after you hung up, I've, I'm blessed that I've got an 80 gig iPod synced to my car's <laughs> audio system. So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and play it because I have a lot of Michael Jackson stuff. And yeah. so I said, you know, play artist Michael Jackson. And I stopped at every single song before I even got to Man in the Mirror because there just, there are no bad Michael Jackson songs. They are, <laughs> no. I, I, and I, I couldn't, you know, there are there and are there. Chris, my wife's next to me. She says, no, leave that on, leave that one on, you know. And uh, I finally did get to it as we pulled into our driveway. <laughs> but uh, Mike, I got the I, I got the fortune. I, it did not get released because of all the issues with the family after Michael's passing, and there were quite a few. Michael was so produ uh, pro prolific, and he was always working with a variety of producers, other writers, and you know has just vaults full of material that sure. people will never. And after his passing, I, I had the fortune of working with one of those producers that he was working with. And we did, I and uh, several other singers worked on, um, some, some of his songs that 
you won't ever get to hear. And they were just spectacular. So that's no, awesome. that's that's a once in a lifetime sure. talent. That's that's the Beatles. That's Mozart. That's you know Michael goes right up there, and and, and not only as a singer and a songwriter, but as a performer and a humanitarian, yeah. and obviously as a dancer. Sure, just my yeah performer all the way around. I know our guest is going to relate to this totally. Let me go ahead and bring Aaliyah in. Aaliyah Molden um, hails from Annapolis, Maryland. And uh, she's got a interesting story about her hospital she was born in. We'll talk about that in a second, too. I heard that. <laughs> so we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but uh, most notably, she's done, I mean, just some amazing things recently. Obviously, finishing in the top three, uh, in the I think it's the 12th season of The Voice. That's pretty epic. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, as, you can, as you can hear, uh, she is there. Aaliyah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Leah Molden, of course, uh, in Orange County now. And you are oh. just involved in, uh, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't able to intro you totally. Um, Ken, she was in Pharrell's happy video. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that was the funnest thing ever. Oh my well, gosh. That, that's met- a guy. Yeah. I remember, um, when when that came about, they're like, we want dancers. And my mom told me, Ali, you need to dance on video. And I was like, mom, I'm a really bad dancer. Like, I'm a really bad dancer. And, and then I looked at it again, and they didn't want good dancers. They just wanted eccentric <laughs> dancers. And I was like, oh, I fit the bill perfectly. So I did, like, the chicken <laughs> dance and, like, and, like, all this crazy stuff. And then they called me. I was like, really? They called me off of the chicken dance and, like, the spaghetti dance? Wow. It was crazy. And um, I remember we were in downtown LA and we were crossing the streets on red lights and because we, we couldn't, you couldn't stop walking in the music yeah, video. Yeah. Like the, you just kept going and going and going. And it was in the middle of downtown LA and we were literally stopping traffic and it was crazy. That's crazy. crazy. What a wonderful experience for you. And he's such a fine artist. You know, here's another example of a very focused, very, very focused artist who's really found a very unique voice. And, uh, you know, and yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of respect for Pharrell and brings a great spirit to his music. And uh, I'm really glad that you had that opportunity. It's wonderful. It's always so wonderful to get those opportunities in your career. And I know you're going to have many more where you're going to share the stage, be in videos, write. Uh, you know, you never know where it's going to come from. But it's so inspirational. Last night, just sit, get, getting to sit there and watch Saida, you know, sing and be five feet from her. She, you know, you get... You, it, it informs you, you know, you get to learn a lot, um, about what it means and uh, to be an artist. And, and, uh, I'm really glad you're getting so many opportunities. I was going over a lot of information about you and your IMDb and, you know, your website and, you know, looking at all your beautiful performances on The Voice and, uh, really enjoyed it all. Really enjoyed it all. And I'm really excited for you too as an actress. It looks like you're really getting some wonderful opportunities as well. Involved, yeah, involved yeah, in a lot. Like, I feel like singing and acting kind of go hand in hand, and 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 just everything. They're both entertaining. They're both performing for people. They're both telling stories, just in different ways. And um, I kind of i I've been singing since I was seven, and once I realized that there was another way to to entertain and there is another way to like it they're so cohesive like there's shows about singing and um I just kind of 
it just kind of fell into my lap and I've gotten a lot of opportunities to play a singer, which is like the easiest job ever. (laughs) And so um, I kind of feel like they just kind of go hand in hand. And I'm very, very lucky that I, I am fortunate. I am fortunate enough to be able to do both and just be able to live out my dreams. You came to you came to California when you were a year old. Mm-hmm. You were born in Annapolis, Maryland, which is really mm-hmm. funny because I was born in Connecticut and I came to San Francisco when I was a year old. So really, <laughs> you and I, all we know really is California up until now. Of course, you're obviously you're 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 doing a lot of different things where you're traveling and and, and such. But you, you came to you came here and again you said you started singing at seven. But I'm quite sure that um, it, your interest was probably way before then. Am I right? Yes, I started taking vocal lessons when I was seven. Okay, I've been I have been um, singing since I was since I can remember. <laughs> I I remember I used to I used to set my family down and I'd be like, "You guys can't get up until I'm done singing." And I was three years old, and I would just start singing random songs that I made up that didn't really have any words to them. They were just oohs and ahs, and it would just be hours and hours and hours of me singing like that. And um, I and then um, I realized that you can get trained in singing and become better. And I asked my mom to sign me up for vocal lessons, and she did. And I'm very, very grateful that she did. I'm wondering, and, and Kim, a question for you as well, because um, the business of making music and acting and, and, and such is – a lot of times very, very specific, yet it's very broad. But there are a lot of artists that are out there that, that feel a little discomfort watching or listening to themselves, um, to their finished products. Do you find that can at all? Yes. I cannot listen to myself sing. It is not a thing. <laughs> I will not listen to it. And like, I thought I was the only one for the longest time, but every single musician that I've met, um, or most of them that I've met, we all have the same trait like we can't listen to ourselves sing or ourselves perform or watch our watch anything back it's just so hard because all you see are your mistakes and everybody's like you did fine you did great you did great but um when you're when when you are constantly growing and especially when especially there's a big difference from how I sing when I was 14 and how I sing when I was 15 and how I sing when now there's a big difference and so it's not that big of a time difference but I sound completely different now and it's very hard for me to hear my mistakes <laughs> if that makes sense no it totally makes sense Ali, and that's a very common thing I think uh, there are a lot of really great actors and musicians um, who will tell you that when they when they are finished and the film is cut or the record is done they really don't go back to it. Um, you know, there so much of the experience of, of performing, you know, if you think about it as a singer, when it's happening, it's happening. You're kind of your ears. Think about where your ears are placed and how your body and how your being is experiencing that. It's a very different perception yes. than it being in the audience, being at the receiving end. So when you listen back, it's not going to be, what you experienced. And that is a very disconcerting thing because we get extremely attached emotionally because we're the instrument, you know, the, the singer is the instrument and it's everything you are. It's your, it's you physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, and it's all wound up into that very moment, whatever that moment is, whether 
you know, you're singing on stage, singing in the studio and whenever it happens. So to experience that back at you again later, I'm just like you. I've never, I did a record back in 2008 and I will tell you, I couldn't listen to it for about seven years. Mm. And I just started listening to it a couple of years ago because we've been, uh, Ambrosia has been kind enough to let me bring them out on the road with me and, uh, I, it forced me to have to start listening to them again. And now I can listen from a very, very different appreciation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it is very challenging. And it's, and it's, no, it's, it's very common, Aaliyah. You're absolutely right. Um, but there is a value in it. And it's very interesting. At some point in time, you do want to make sure, and you are, you're documenting your work. It's, you're making records and you have your shows and everything you're doing. And there will come a time when it will be important for you to go back and look. The thing is, is that, you know, at 15 years of age, you're, you're absolutely right. You sing very differently now than you did when you were seven, you were eight, you were nine, you're, you were 14, 13. And you, as a young woman, are going to be going through a lot of your voice, your body. You're going to be going through a lot of changes and you're going to, it's going to change again and it's going to change dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you want to get ready for that. You want to be, are, are you working, still working with a vocal coach? Yes, I am. Um, I am still working with the vocal coach. I've been Good. working with the same vocal coach for a very long time. Good. Okay. Well, he or she, obviously, at your age, they want to keep making sure that you are um, getting ready for that because how when your body goes through those changes, how you access now your voice is there are going to be some changes to that. So you want to stay on top of that. And if you continue to get good information. Um, you know, that's going to be wonderful for you. Um, and your voice will only get richer. You know, your, your experience, the, all the things that you're doing as a, you know, as a sing artist, as a performer, um, you know, all those things will become richer as your voice begins to become richer too. So it's a good thing, but it is something to be prepared for. It's, it's, and you're, you're, what I, what I, and again, I'll get to the voice because, um, what you did there, um, number one, number one, it's great television. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie to you. And, and I'm not sure. Now, of course, Ken's worked on a few of these shows, so he's got some insight, but I, I enjoy watching and I'm always very, very critical at first. When, for example, when Grace Vanderwall hit the stage with the ukulele on America's Got Talent, I'm like, I was like, and I don't know. And then, you know, after four notes, I was like, wow, you know, and Simon the same way. Um, and, uh, and of course we know what happened there. She went on to win, you know, win the whole enchilada. And, uh, we, uh, it was funny because we had, ha- we had had her on the show again, the, the, the feeling uncomfortable about listening to yourself and, and really being critical of yourself. But, uh, we'd had her on the program and it was amazing. She's, she wanted it so bad. This was before. The, 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 uh, the, the live shows started. And I remember a week later meeting with her and her mom in Hollywood at the Lowe's Hotel. We sat in the lobby and chatted and, and there was still that doubt, you know, that they, that they just, they, they, they weren't sure how they were going to win, you know? So, so I, and, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not sure if that, what, what, if that doubt is really, you know, what it's, it, am I making sense? I mean, it's, it's, it was just, it was, You know, and because I knew, others knew, obviously Simon Cowell knew, but they were still very, very 
very leery about you know if they're going to win or not and um, obviously they did so you you see these shows i'm very good at picking these by the way i won't i won't i won't uh, pretend not to know this ken but i'm okay. good and i when i first heard alia sing on the voice i fell out of my chair i really did i said look she is the real deal each week each time i saw her it was something different it was always something different from you which was great your versatility as an artist, um, whether it's pop or, 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 or R&B or country, um, I think your pairing with Blake Sheldon was, or was, was, was phenomenal. Um, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And it, and, and it was, it was a unexpected decision, a decision that I didn't even expect to make myself, but, um, I felt in that moment that it was the best thing I could do for, for myself, because I've, I grew up listening to Adam Levine, Gwen Stefani, Alicia Keys, but I never really grew up listening to much country music. And I, I wanted to learn a lot um, mm-hmm. while I was on the show. And Blake, Blake has a reputation for being an excellent coach and an excellent human being. And I thought, what was the harm of learning something I've never heard of before maybe i'll love it maybe i'll end up leaving the show being a country singer and i didn't leave the show leave being leave i didn't leave the show being a country singer but i did find a new appreciation for a different genre of music that i had never really listened to before mm-hmm. and i learned a lot about not just country but about soul and about blues and blake just knows so much about so, music so and stop stop right yeah. there because you just answered about ten of my questions, <laughs> boy, this is amazing. You, you can you hear this all the time, Aaliyah? You stepped outside your box, you took a chance, and then it worked for you. I mean, yeah, you knew, and, and, and I mean that's crazy. That's wonderful. It could have been a disaster. <laughs> you know, you have when you did the Carrie Underwood song, you did a. a, a, a it is of all the things that I viewed, it really was one of my favorites, to be honest with you. And yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I loved the way you embraced it and you were all in, which was fantastic. And yeah. I think, you know, the response from, from the judges was yeah. great. You could see how thrilled they were responsive to you. And yeah, Blake, Blake brings it. He's like a musicologist and there are a lot of people in country music. People don't realize that, but there are a lot of people in country music that know so much more, uh, than the industry and, 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 a, you know, there's there's kind of a, an opinion about country and and Nashville and the thing, and you don't realize a what mind-boggling, extraordinary musicians and singers come out of there, mm-hmm. and how deep their musical repertoire and understanding is. It informs. It's why country music has continued to advance the way it did because it embraced so many other aspects of music. Mm-hmm. And you no, know, Blake. I really thought that Blake's pairing with you was an excellent choice. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, that was really, really wonderful. Thank you. And, you know, the thing is, in listening to, and I completely agree, I think, you know, especially, you know, you're developing. When you think about what's going on, Aaliyah, when I was coming up, you know, things like The Voice, um, American Idol, you know, X Factor, that, that was not even in anybody's thought process yet and the the way of developing as an artist was very very different and so now 
young artists like yourself are coming they're developing in front of everybody on the internet on these television performance shows mm-hmm. and it's interesting because it's very you know i don't know if you know this i spent two seasons on american idol i was a first line judge i was a talent scout i was a music vocal producer i was a vocal arranger i did a whole lot of things on that show and i got to be in the war room and hear a lot of conversations and I got to see a lot of things discussed and go down and and I was one of the first line judges that put Scotty McCreary through um, in season 10 and and if you remember he he ended up going on to win and it's very interesting and very timely that we're having this interview because Scotty just think about that season 10 that was 2009-10 right he just signed a deal. I mean, he was in a deal through 19 because 19 productions has, you know, and they were working him in Nashville, but he just really, and he's been out touring and opening up for everybody, but he just signed a deal and he has been developing and developing and developing as an artist now all this time. Yeah. And the one thing I would say, and it was, and this goes right back to what you said about getting that spot and what, what was it about you that attracted the people and, and Pharrell to booking you in that video. It was something unique about you. It wasn't some polished dancer thing. It was the thing that you thought would be the last thing would get you in that video. <laughs> it was something unique and about you. And I got to tell you, it is, it's wonderful that you are getting the opportunity to cut your teeth on the world stage and people are getting to watch you. It's amazing. At some point in time, you're going to have to really get thoughtful about picking your lane mm-hmm. and remember the things that make you, and this is, this is a lifelong thing too. You're going to continue to develop and evolve, but look for all the things that make that are quirky about you and embrace them both as a singer, as a performer, as a songwriter, as a person. These are the things that we're taught to hide those are the very things that you need to make sure that you're always making present. Because if you've probably heard, you know, in acting, I, I studied acting, but I never really pursued it earlier on in my career. But one of the things that we spent time doing in acting was you get to know your essence. There are certain qualities about you, and it does not matter how you try. It does not matter what you do. They will always be there. People will always see them because it's your true nature. And those are the things that make, that are, that are cool about you. So whatever is that unique, quirky, odd, interesting thing, embrace it and try to find a way to infuse that in everything you do, because it's going to continue to make you stand out as a singer, as a performer. It'll continue to make you stand out as, as an actress. Um, you know, it's, we can't be everything to everybody. And sometimes that's the misconception. Okay, you can sing. We know you can. You killed the Carrie Underwood song. You killed the. You know there were all these different types of things you did, and and that's kind of the nature of these, of these television show. You know, The Voice and and American Idol. You know, you're, it's a variety show, and you're a cast member. You know, so you're going to sing all these different styles. But as an artist, you've got to figure out, you know, who Aaliyah is, and what is your voice going to be? What is your message going to be? And that's a lot to ask of a 15 year old <laughs> because <laughs> you're just, you're just, because you're on the world stage. You're still discovering who Aaliyah is. You know what I mean? But 
it's it's the quirky things. It's those all those little unique things. Those are the things I hope you will always continue to look for and discover in yourself and embrace because that's that's the gold. That's the stuff that's going to make Aaliyah stand out above and beyond all the time. Let me go ahead <laughs> and stop down for just one second, guys. Remind our listeners, this is Conversations. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. On Twitter, it's Converse Radio. We're at Converse Radio. On Facebook, it's uh, going to be uh, facebook.com slash conversations, the podcast. All of our links are there for our website and Podbean as well. We are on Podbean. Those are That's where our our podcasts get parked after the live show. And again, you can go there. That is building up. Uh, you can Google um, Next Big Thing Radio uh, for the first 86 shows we did. Um, for conversations and a lot of good shows there as well. But the podcast app, folks, very, very easy, very, very cool for your iPhone or your Android. You can download that. We've got an RSS feed. The podcasts go right to your phone. So it's really cool. So check that out again. If you want to email us, drop us a line. We're conversationspod at gmail.com. And we're back, of course, with our co-host, Ken Stacy. And our guest tonight, the wonderful Aaliyah Molden from uh, The Voice and everything else, really. And again, Ken, you know that in this business, many times the backstory is everything. And uh, you've got a phenomenal backstory. And Aaliyah told me a story before we went on the air tonight about the hospital she was born in. And now, Aaliyah, you're from uh-huh. you're from Annapolis, Maryland. So tell us about your experience with the hospital. Um, well, I was just talking about, um, I go to visit my family in Maryland a lot. And one of the more recent times I went to visit them, my aunt wanted to show me the hospital where I was born. And just because I hadn't, I don't really get to see stuff like that, like a lot. I mean, cause I, I grew up in Orange County. So everybody's like, Oh, I was born in Huntington beach. Oh, I was born in Fullerton, but I never really got to see the hospital where I was born. And so she wanted to take me to go see it. And we drove, we were driving around and I was, and it was like this flat piece of land and just dirt. And I was like, so where is it? And she's like, oh, this is it. Like they tore it down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, nice. Oh, oh. Glad I made the trip on Debbie. And she, it was so funny. But, um, but I just thought it was, I just thought it was really interesting how, how like, I don't know. I've never, I, I was just, we were just talking about, about that and just how, his high school got torn down and yeah. it's weird how this pieces of history can just be torn down like that. And just, I was born there yeah. and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I mean, of course I'd want to walk in there one day, but I guess I can walk on the dirt or something. The unique, the unique thing Ken is, is she came to California when she was a year old and I came yes. to San Francisco from Connecticut when I was a year old. So really California is all that I know. My high school mm-hmm. I went to was a trade school. It was a vocational school. And uh, mm-hmm. the backstory there is it's a very old building in the, in the Mission District of San Francisco. Back in the day, they used, before my time, obviously, they used to <laughs> manufacture Model A Fords there. And uh, oh at some point, it became a high school. Well, the Loma, Loma Prieta quake hit in the 80s. And as you know, a lot of old buildings in San Francisco just got decimated. Sure. And that was one of them. So that high school has sure. gone. So it's just sure. kind of weird, you know. Um, how everything you know just kind of changes, but it kind of shapes it's, you. I mean, you know the the, the backstory. 
you know? It does. You know, it's very interesting because I moved from uh, New Mexico when I was three into Southern California, and I've grown up here as well, and pretty much a Valley boy and a Southern California guy, but mostly a Valley boy. And, and I started my career here, and I've seen not only the music industry completely turn on its ears and be something very different now, but I've also watched, you know, the whole area of Southern California change so much. And, um, it's, it is a fascinating journey. And, and you know what, not to try to wax too philosophical here, but it does relate to Aaliyah as an artist. It relates to me, um, as an artist as well. You know, it's those things. I mean, Aaliyah, when you were sharing that with me, because I'm a songwriter and a lyricist, the first thing I thought about the first thing that came to mind is, wow, there's, there's a song in that story. Yeah. Because something very powerful going back to the place that you were born and somebody pointing to an, a, a lot and saying, well, that's where you were born, but there's no institution standing there. And there's something, you know, there's something you could pull and extract so much from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and life, your life, my life, Mike's life, you know, we, are you, are you a songwriter as well? I do write songs. Um, I am working on, I am working on a song. Um, I just have a specific vision for this song and it's, I don't play any instruments and it's very hard for me to explain it to somebody. <laughs> so I'm trying to find, I have to first find the way to explain to the person how I want the song. And then it's just a long process because I'm a, I'm a perfectionist and I was supposed to release a song months ago but i it just wasn't it just wasn't happening like people were trying to change it and it just wasn't what i wanted it to be and um i just i really the the style of music that i like i i sing every single like style of music on the show because i wanted to learn and grow i wasn't i didn't go on the show to I, I went on the show for a learning experience because I knew that the odds were very stacked against me when I looked at all the competition, people who have been singing for 10 years, 20 years, their whole life. And I wanted to go in there ready to learn and just try to learn everything. And a lot of people sang the same type of song every week because they already knew who they were. Like Lauren Dusky, one of my best friends and my teammate, she sang a country power ballad every week because that's the music that she loves and that's the music that she's, that she's amazing at. I mean, she did sing a, an up-tempo song one week, but she already figured out who she was. And I hadn't yet. And as soon as I walked off the stage, I was kind of, I kind of thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and realized the type of music that I enjoyed the most and singing the most was gospel music or gospel influenced music. And just, um, I really, really enjoy that style of music and just, um, the feeling that you get from that, from that style of music. And I, I just, I also really liked country surprisingly. I didn't think that I was going to like country as much as I did, but I loved it. And, um, and I just learned, I just learned so much and I was trying to figure out a way to incorporate, incorporate it all into one song. And I realized that I couldn't do that. <laughs> you can't put like seven genres in one song. It just doesn't work out. So I'm trying to pick a style for the song. And I feel like I do have to pick a genre eventually and pick a lane eventually, but I'm still growing and nobody's expecting a 15 year old to know what they want to do for the rest of their life. And so if I release a gospel song, one year and 
next thing you know, it's a gospel pop song. And next thing you know, I don't feel like it really matters at this point. I feel like I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I I have a passion for all music, not just a specific genre. I love listening to every single type of music. And yeah. I think I think that eventually I will need to learn, but I also think that there's a beauty in being able to say, oh, I want to sing country or I want to sing this, I want to sing that and not being and not discriminating against sure. any genre yeah. and not and just trying everything because right. just just because each genre of music offers offers a different thing than the next like you you get a completely different feeling singing blues and you do singing pop and just it's just it's just a complete completely different story completely different emotion and nobody i mean no 15 year old or 16 year old i'm 16 now my birthday just passed i keep forgetting happy that. birthday <laughs> no 16 year old ever has their life completely figured out from my knowledge i haven't i haven't met one yet no, completely agreed. And when I was speaking earlier of, of finding a lane that I, I, I hope you don't misunderstand, I wasn't expecting you to find it now. It was just a general term. <laughs> I no, know. No, I, knew, I knew you didn't say that. We need I, an I, answer. I, I that, but <laughs> but also, also, finding a lane isn't just about a style. And I think that what I wanted to share with you, it's just, it's just having been a professional singer and, and been on this journey now, as a professional singer and in the industry for about 35 years and, you know, and, and having the opportunity to work with some of my idols and, 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 you know, do what I do and having the incredible opportunity to work on one of those shows and, 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 and in the midst of the industry changing and watching what each contestant went through. Um, Elaine is so many things and you're absolutely right, Aliyah. You're, and I applaud you that right now at this age, you're doing exactly what you should do. You're trying all different types of things. And one day something is going to really sit with you and, and it w and it will be important that it does. And it won't necessarily be absolutely pure one thing or the other. Um, because one of the things we're seeing now with music, I mean, it has to, music has to evolve and emerge. I mean, we were talking earlier about country. Look at how much country has been influenced by sure. urban and hip hop oh, yeah. over the last five, ten years. It's unbelievable. I and mean, some of these artists are literally, they're out there rapping. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and the beats and the shapes of, and the melodic shapes. So, so that needs to happen. That is going to continue to evolve. You know, when we were just starting the interview and, and you were talking about how much you enjoy being an actress and also a singer, you know, there was a time when, when the world frowned on that. I mean, when Cher was coming up, she was a pr prolific s singer and, you know, artist. And at the same time, she was an actress and the, especially in the United States. Yeah. No one wanted to hear that. She had to break so many glass ceilings in order to push through and say, no, you can do this. She could go to Europe. Mm -hmm. They loved her for it. They loved the diversity. But over here in the States, good Lord, no. So the industry has to change because it's suffering and it needs, it needs to continue to become, it, you know, there needs to be this beautiful, um, hybrid combination of different things. And I have no doubt that you'll do that. I think that part of, part of, like, like last night singing for Saida and we don't all have the benefit of me playing you some of the material that we did last night. But it ran the gamut. 
I mean, when you think about the kind of things she did, she did a song that would that could be a, almost a country tune if it was produced the right way. She did a song that was straight up hip hop, but with this amazing, unbelievable message called Ghetto. Um, she did this stunning ballad that was just a straight ahead ballad. What I mean by Lane is going to be more as you get to know yourself and as you develop as a human being, as you develop as an artist, as you grow, you know, continue to grow into a young woman, um, learning more about your story. Um, that is what I saw. That's what I've seen missing so often from young artists. They don't, it, it, it gets lost on them how important it is in this day and age because access through internet and through these reality television shows is so immediate. It sure. gives you the, the, the sense of or the implication of arrival, but it's not. It's the beginning of something. And so mm -hmm. your experience on the voice just last, this last season, um, kid quiz is a client of mine. And he did really well in the voice. And he's been, I mean, this kid, I've never seen anybody do Michael Jackson like this kid before. He's amazing. <laughs> and he did so much. He's my best friend. I just texted him today. Oh, good. And he is so glad you know each other. He is a sweet kid. His family is amazing. Yeah, Mr. And, Court is amazing. Yeah, isn't he a wonderful man? Wonderful father. Great support system. Just right there the way he needs to be. And, you know, kid is growing. He's emerging. He's an amazing young talent, just like you, but you have so much ahead of you. And, and by no means, I don't mean this as, don't take this in any way as a negative. It's the nature of these shows. It's the nature of our world. People see you on The Voice. They see you doing this. And it's this impression that you've arrived. And what it is, it's you've begun. Mm -hmm. And you, and I love how you used it. As a tool, one of the things I used to say to the kids on Idol all the time is, man, this is going to go by so fast. Most of you come from very little background. You came from singing in clubs or singing in your church, and you are now suddenly on the world stage. Do not let this be lost upon you. You need to not sit on this on your iPhones and your computers and your social <laughs> network acting like stars. You yeah. haven't earned that yet. Yeah. Somebody picked you out of an audience. They put you on the thing. They surround you in all these great singers and bands. And yes, you're all talented, but it implies something. And if you get lost in that, you're going to miss the opportunity that's really right in front of you. And that's to begin to understand and develop who you are on a huge platform that very few people ever in their life get to start oh, from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Begin to discover who you are and build relationships. Yeah. Because right now, Aaliyah, you're putting numbers on the board. You're doing so many wonderful things, but you know, and I know that the industry still struggles with what to do with a 15, a 16, a seven. You know, as you get to 17, 18, 19, it becomes more evident on how, how things can be marketed, but you're kind of still in a little bit of nomads land, even though you're out there, even though people know who you are, even though yeah, you, it, is, it is very difficult. It is very yeah. difficult because you're, you're at an age where you're expected. You like it's weird. It's weird being being like a higher up teenager. You have a lot more expectations, but still not a lot of freedom. Which is it's really weird how 
it's really weird yeah. how it works because you're expected to start learning how to function as an adult and act like an adult, but it's still you still are a kid. Yeah. Yes, you so are. And don't, Leah, don't forget that. You've got to keep space for that. Make sure you protect that. Make sure that the people that are around you in your life are protecting that because you need that wherever this journey takes you. And I tell this to my clients all the time. Wherever this journey takes you, and nobody knows, nobody knows yeah. what's going to happen next. Well, even for you, but, Ken, I mean, even for you, and and I mean, certainly, you know, music was because it's kind of your bleed plan. I mean, you you know, you wanted to be, a, you were going to be a lawyer, you know, and and, and not make any money, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're like, all of a sudden, you're like, I'm in ambrosia, and now we'll, we'll, visit, we'll visit that, Mike. But I wanted to complete this one thought to go ahead, go ahead, this, go ahead so profoundly important that no matter where this journey takes you, Aaliyah, and you are definitely way into it and you're all in and I see that and it's obvious that the universe resonates that with you and that's why you're being given these opportunities and these platforms. Never forget where you're at in that moment and what is appropriate to you and allow yourself to be that person at that time and make sure that you give space to that because first of all, a career is a lifetime. Yes. Career is a lifetime, Aaliyah. Have your eye on the long game, not not how hard you can hit it right now and how big of points you can score right now. Yes, you want to continue to develop. You want to put numbers on the board. You've got great management. You've got great coaching. People want to. They're incentivized for you to be successful. <laughs> that's You are in a machine, and that's not bad. But remember something, you're 16 years old and you have a right and a need to be a 16-year-old young woman. And you need to have time with your girlfriends and you need to do all the things that a 16-year-old kid needs to do to know how to be in this world. Because when you, you know, if this, if this journey takes you to those really big, big heights, Aaliyah, you want to be as whole and a complete a person as possible. Because when we look at the Michael Jacksons of the world, right? Mm-hmm. When there are so many, there are so many tragic stories of young people gaining stardom and being put through that and not being protected and not having the time to develop internally. So that late, that, that, you know, then all of a sudden you're surrounded in a machine that just, needs you to keep generating and you become a star, but you are, there's a part of you missing and it's very hard and it's, it's, it's a very painful thing to, to watch. And there are a lot of artists that came up in the nineties. It goes in both in actors and music. It's been going on forever. So my, con, my, it's not a concern. It's just that when I ever, I have the opportunity to talk with anybody like you at your age, my my number one concern is always make sure, and that's why I'm so glad you know Kid. And I'm he's such a sweet kid, and I'm you know getting to know you here on this on this program with Mike, and you just sound like a lovely lovely young lady. And I just I want for you more than anything to really protect that and allow yourself that space because it will allow you in the long run to be a more profound more effective and more successful artist and success is not just how many records you sell or how how many things you download or you know all those accolades success is actually about having a very fulfilled life 
where people see you and experience you as a good, grounded human being. All the rest will work itself out. Let me let me go All back just one second, Ken, because we already we're, we're getting yeah. short on time here. But back to my point again, you had a lot going on before Ambrosia, obviously. And then all of a sudden, Mary and Burley put their heads together and say, look, we need him. And then you're like, wow, I'm in Ambrosia. Do we, do we really ever really arrive? I, no, you never arrive. You never arrive. I've been, you know, I mean, I toured. I've, I've had so many iterations of my career. It's ridiculous. And when I started <laughs> off, and I'll make this as compact as I can because I know we're running out of time. But, yeah, I was finishing up college. I was going to go to law school. I got asked to be in a band by people that now have all gone on to have wonderful careers. So I was immediately thrown into a world of incredible musicians. We stri- you know, we tried for quite a few years to get a record deal. We came very close. We, we, you know, showcased for every major label and blah, blah, blah. And then I went on to have my career as a session singer, which I still do. I toured with, uh, with Bobby Caldwell for about a year. I was a member of the Elton John band and would still be today if I had not left um, and toured with him. I, you know, I went on to do a lot of other things. And so, so the way I look at it is that Ambrosia is merely another iteration of my journey and my career, just as for Aaliyah, the voice was an iteration of one aspect of her path and her journey, which will be followed by so many more. And you know what? It, you know, there's, there's an old saying, Aliyah, and uh, you've probably, probably all already heard it, but you know, God laughs while, while we make plans. I mean, there, <laughs> we have our dreams and our aspirations, but I will tell you that every, a major thing I was, without getting too descriptive, I was literally sitting on a toilet when I got the call for the Elton John band. <laughs> and I was literally sitting in my studio at 1230 at night on a Sunday night working on a track when I got called to audition and get the job for Michael Jackson. So I didn't plan that. I didn't know when it, and, and I'm Aaliyah, I'm sure you've already seen things come at you that you didn't know were going to come at you. So no, all your, your dreams and everybody's, you know, shaping and molding and, you know, looking to help create a career for you. Keep your gaze wide, get to know who you are because that, Circling back to what I said earlier, the most important thing in picking your lane is picking your voice. And I don't mean that literally the sound of your voice. I mean your story. Because nobody on this planet is Aaliyah. Yeah. And, and going back to, Indi- in, you know, uh, Annapolis and seeing a dirt lot where you were born is a story. And I'm sure there's at 16 years of age, there's so many other things. And as you continue to go on and do all the things you're doing, you're going to be exposed. There's going to be so many more enriching things about your story. So make sure you really pay attention to that because you're surrounded in people, which is beautiful. You've got a beautiful network of people and it's all about the business. Remember your story is you and your story is what makes you the most unique human being you can be. And that's what's going to emerge into a career. And the career is a lifelong journey so allow yourself to be surprised. Um, a bit of advice given to me a long time ago from Katie Lang. I don't know if you, sh- you know who she is, but you should. She's an extraordinary singer. Oh, yeah. Say yes. You have to say no. Make yourself available for opportunity. And 
keep studying, keep practicing. I, you know, it's a lifelong journey and you're only going to get, my God, you're 16 years, years old and look what you're already doing now. So That's you're amazing. right. It is hard to be 16 going through this. I can't imagine what that feels like for you, Leah. I did not have to do that. I was older. I was finishing college when I first started on my career. I was not surrounded in the kind of industry and the things that are going on around you. That is a lot of pressure and a lot for 16-year-old shoulders to hold, regardless of your talent. So do whatever you have to to keep good, grounded people around you. You keep yourself grounded. Take care of yourself. Keep yourself healthy and uh, and enjoy the ride. And uh, keep keep exploring who you are because that's that's what we want to know. That's that's what makes that's that's what the world is waiting for. Aaliyah to keep emerging and growing, and and uh, teaching us from your story through that beautiful voice. Thank you. you. Thank you. All right, well put, Ken. And I we are winding down. Obviously, we are, we're a little bit over here. I wanted to ask uh, a couple of questions. One real quick. You mentioned you play no instruments, but what instruments do you like, and which instruments do you, do you want to learn to play? Um, I want to learn how to play the piano. Funny story. Um, I got gifted a piano or keyboard for my fifteenth birthday. Ah. From from my vocal coach, and we were driving back from my vocal coach's house, and I was holding the cord that the power cord to the piano, like you plug it in in the back of the piano, and you plug it into the wall, and that's how the piano works. And the cord flew out of the window. <laughs> And I can't find, I've ordered cords off of Amazon that claim to be the same cord, but they don't fit. Oh, oh no. And what I don't want to buy a new piano and I, I, I don't want to buy a new keyboard because, okay. you know, they're expensive. So I'm so, trying to find it. So what kind of keyboard is it? Real quick. Yeah. What brand of keyboard is it? I think Casio. it's a Casio. Should be very or, standard. Yeah. I would go to, go, go, go to guitar. I can't find one. It's so hard. Go it's, to Guitar Center. Guitar yes, the Guitar Center. Exactly. Yeah. They can get you anything. Hey, Aaliyah, mm-hmm. learn to play that piano because yeah. it will only, and you don't have to be a virtuoso. It's like, you know, you said something earlier, which informs a lot about me about a lot about you when you use the word perfectionist. That can be both a beautiful driving thing and it can be the thing that hinders us the most. And so keep, keep it right sized. You do not have to become a virtuoso piano player, but you should know how to get around chord structure. And it's so important because as a songwriter, you want to be as independent as you can be in your ability to, to work out your ideas. And, and it will make you a better songwriter and it'll make you a better singer. You're going to hear things as a singer very differently when you learn to play an instrument. So learn to play that piano. There you go. There's your, uh, there's your project. Any charities that you feel very strongly about, Ali, you want to talk about or mention? Yes. Yes. Um, I did. I used to do a lot of performances with um, a charity called Relay for Life, and that's when you uh, walk around a track. Sure. Some, sometimes they're at high schools or just regular community centers, and you're raising money for cancer awareness. And that's really near and dear to Very my heart well. because my father actually passed away from cancer. He had a secondhand smoke cancer. He didn't yeah. smoke, but somebody he knew did. And he um he got he got cancer from it and he passed away a month after I was born. Wow. So I actually did, I actually didn't get to know him. Yeah. And yeah. um so I think that that cause is very, very, very important to me. And yeah. um I feel like that's something that I could 
that I could try to raise awareness for and just to fight for for the rest of my life. And um, I'm very, very passionate about that. And also, I used to do some work with um, Rocking for a Cure, which was for cystic fibrosis. And somebody, um, a man that my family knew, his daughter had cystic fibrosis and he used to have performances every year for her and she actually passed away as well from cystic fibrosis. So I think um, those two causes are very near and dear to my heart. Well, I'll tell you, uh, great causes. Um, as a seven-year cancer survivor, Relay for Life as well, uh, very dear to my heart. Uh, as of uh, Labor Day weekend, I'll be seven years cancer-free. So uh, wow, that's that's uh, wonderful. And uh, sorry to hear about your dad and uh, rest in peace for sure. And, and and again, more inspiration to carry you through. And I have to tell you, Absolutely. Ken, I, I, I want to see you and Leah work together at some point, sing together. I think it'd be great. <laughs> you know, I love that. I it, would love that. Yeah. And um, so what do you, what's up next, uh, Leah? Um, Anastasia, you did Anastasia as well. Yes, I just finished filming a movie. Uh, I went to Kentucky to film it. I've ne- I've never been to Kentucky before, and that was an experience because everybody dressed a little bit different. When I was <laughs> and um, um, yeah. Kentucky's full of very, very, very nice people. It was a very oh, nice yeah. experience, and I'm playing a girl named Bliss, and actually she is a singer, like a Cindy Lauper, Madonna type. The movie takes place in the eighties, and um, I got to, I got the the pleasure and the opportunity to to be able to sing and act at the same time. And I have some other things coming up. Um, we're developing um, the, a TV show is getting developed and um, hopefully I'll be able to talk more about that soon, but I just have meetings. I've been having meetings and meetings and meetings and just oh, yes. trying to, trying to do as much as possible, just trying to get um, out and out as much as possible. And, um, I'm also going to start working on releasing music again. Um, I took a break from it for a little bit to go to go back and focus on schoolwork. And I am still doing schoolwork and I and I will continue to do schoolwork sure. until probably September because the voice took a lot of time and yeah. it, it, it lines up perfectly with my school. Like the last day of live shows was the last day of school. <laughs> it was so it, it just lined up like too perfect. And so I'm doing schoolwork, trying to get caught up, trying to get ahead, just so um, I can go back to go back to doing doing what I love. Because you know, school school is very important, <laughs> and um, I, ha- I had to put that first, and um, that's what I'm doing right now. So I, I won't be doing much for a little bit, um, but as soon as as soon as I get all caught up in the head, I, I will go back to releasing um recording music and releasing music and you have just, your you have your priorities straight now, that's for sure. You're online aliamolden.com and you're on Twitter as well. They can find you on Twitter. Yes, everything is at Aaliyah Molden and the way you spell Aaliyah Molden is A L I Y A H M O U L D E N. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, website, um YouTube, everything is Liam Molden. Website's LiamMolden.com. Um, no spaces, no underscores, no numbers, just Liam Molden. Makes it simple. And you're on IMDb as well. They can find you there as well. Hang on just one second, Leah. Ken, um, this yes. show is about to wrap up here. But again, what's, what's going on with Ambrosia? What's next? Where are you guys at? Oh, my. 
we are up northern Cali- central northern California day after tomorrow. And then we're back in LA and then we're back in Florida and then we're back here and we're back. We're just all over the place and, in and course, out of town and all. Uh, the, the big news for Santa Clarita is the, the new Canyon club coming to Valencia. You heard about that, right? No, I didn't. They're opening up a Canyon Same club? owner. Yes. It's going to be in the Valencia town center mall. And that's opening. Oh, that's I understand that uh, Chris Christopherson is slated to appear there. So that's going to be very oh, cool. Okay. So we hope to see you playing that's locally that's in Santa Clarita yeah. as well. Well, we're going to be actually at the Saban, which is another extension of the Canyon Club, right. the Saban Theater, which is a beautiful, beautiful theater. It's been there for, oh my God, 50 years or something. It's wow. just one of those beautiful, glorious theaters on, on Wilshire. We're going to be there uh, later in September. So that's going to be a nice local awesome. local show. For Great. Yeah. Ken, thank you so much. You you have been more than gracious. Aaliyah, what can I say? Yeah. <laughs> You're you're just amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next with you. And please keep in touch. And we want to have you on again. Does that sound good? Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. Guys, stand by just one second. going to close this out. Again, folks, thank you for supporting Conversations. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, Check us out at uh, Conversations, the podcast. That's on Facebook. And on Twitter, we're at Converse Radio. Links to our website and Podbean are there as well. We'll talk to you folks soon. God bless. Have a great week. This is Conversations. So long.